Hey, Daddy. What's up, man? You know what's even worse than Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn? What's that? That is, the adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Will Saga, The Star Wars. That, that, that's a title? Yep. Oh, wow. Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego. And my name is Joshua. And uh, we're bringing back the Bugle. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this uh, this is the first time that we're calling it just the Bugle. Because we realized that we weren't really doing weekly anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and honestly, during the whole COVID-19 thing, mm-hmm. since all the production and stuff slowed down. The coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. The, the news just hasn't been as much, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we decided is to turn the bugle into more of an whenever we feel is the right time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do it now by volume. So I went back uh, and changed all the different bugle episodes to just be the bugle and then volume one, two, three, four, five. And now today we're doing the Bugle Volume 6. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're going to get into some of uh, the latest news that have happened in the recent weeks in the world of geekdom. Let's start off with Ghostbusters. Unfortunately, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a movie that I think we're both looking at, looking uh, forward to. It actually has, um, what's his name? It has Mike from Stranger Things in it, apparently. Yes, yes it does. So that was moved to 2021. Yeah, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, along with, of course, many, many other movies that have been postponed. Um, but this one, honestly, this is one of the ones that I was really looking forward to. That trailer was so cool when yeah. they were just looking into the thing and then the, the green ghost like popped out. Heck yeah, man. So good. I really wanted to catch it. But whatever. I mean, I, you know what? This whole COVID-19 and all the delays on the movies, I feel like all it means is that we're going to get a ton of good movies all at the same time. Yeah, because like if they are announcing so many movies during the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic and then there's going to be a bunch more, mm-hmm. we could like go to a movie theater, watch like two, yeah. maybe even three in one day. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And you know that a lot of people are going to be looking forward to movies after they get they get out of this whole quarantine thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh yeah, that's the latest from from the Ghostbusters Afterlife uh news. Then um, in other news, God of War. Is that like, are though are they movies of those? Are there movies? No, not yet. So this this is actually what the news is about. So basically, God of War is a video game that was introduced many years ago in PlayStation on PlayStation. I don't know if it's on Xbox, but uh, the whole premise of the, of the thing basically is that there was this warrior who was like the best warrior on Earth. Mm-hmm. This is all plays by the way with Greek mythology and all the Greek gods like Zeus and. You know, Ares and Apollo. And Poseidon? All yeah, Poseidon and, and um, Hades and all those guys. So this dude, Kratos is his name. Yeah, I think his whole family ended up getting killed and one of the gods did it. I, for, I played the first and second games and honestly, it's, it's been such a long time that I've forgotten a lot of details. But the basic premise is that his family gets killed. He blames the gods, specifically the god of war, Ares. And oh, so yeah. he starts going on this entire quest to fight against Ares. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the game, you actually defeat Ares. And then the story forces you to become the god of war in his place. Mm. So Kratos ascends to Mount Olympus and becomes a god of war. Wait, wasn't wasn't a different god on Mount Olympus? There are many gods in Mount Olympus. Oh, never mind. Mount Olympus is like the place where the gods live. Oh, okay. 
So, uh, and then they continued making the games. They did like uh, God of War 3, and now they're actually kind of like rebooting it in a way. Mm. Um, uh, they're re-releasing it, which is a game that I definitely want to play on PS4, mm-hmm. the, new, the new God of War game. So anyway, there's been plans for a movie of God of War, which I would love. I think that God of War is a really cool story. Um, there's been a script that was written by several script writers. The latest one has been Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton. Uh, they have been involved in Saw sequels, Saw, the horror movies. Oh. Yeah, so they've done those kinds of movies and stuff like that. Um, supposedly, though, this is going to be a script that's going to be pretty different from other stuff that we've seen based on Greek mythology, like Clash of the Titans. So it's supposed to oh, be... Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, which was a pretty cool movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, but And very easily, God of War could end up seeming very similar to it because it plays in the same world, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is supposed to be... It's supposed to feel pretty different like the when same compared world to something like, like that. Like, where, like, uh, humans know that gods exist. Yeah, and the gods interfere with the humans' lives and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, Dunstan said the following. Marcus Dunstan said the following about this. Those movies can inform the God of War movie. He's talking about movies like Clash of the Titans. Mm. To step in a more bold direction. Not to join those ranks, but to stand head and shoulders apart, like from what other reinventions have done within that genre. The satisfying element is to look at those movies as a commentary on the genre and now say something different. So he clearly wants to take the movie of God of War in a different direction mm-hmm. than what we've seen in, play, in things like Clash of the Titans. Uh, the budget has the movie has a budget of $150 million, which is a healthy budget for a movie like this, I think. Um, it's supposed to be, just to give you a point of comparison, um, The Dark Knight Rises... And Captain America Civil War, they had a budget of around $200 million. And then on the lower level, you got movies like Deadpool and Logan that had a budget of like $100 million. So this movie's right in between those. So they could pull off some pretty cool stuff, you know, with the money that they got, those $150 million. Wait, so, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the movies like Deadpool and Logan were still really good movies. They were. It's just they had like... Less money. Yeah, like lower budgets right. than like Dark Knight Rises and right. stuff. Right, right. Yeah, which means really nowadays, one of the main things for a movie like God of War would be special effects because you're talking about gods and titans and creatures and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they would just have less to work with that. They have to get more creative with how they use the money to bring all that to life. But they could do it. They could totally do it. It's a good budget. Um, they, it's also been said that the movie isn't going to hold itself to the story of the game. Um, because they want it really to be a good standalone film. They don't want to just retell the story, the same story from the game. They want to do something a bit different. Isn't that kind of, I mean, no, never mind. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I hope it's better than like the movies of like Resident Evil. I hope so too. Where it's like, it takes some elements, but it's not exactly the same. Right. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. I hope that, that they that they really spend a good enough time, and it seems like they have spent a good enough time writing because it's seen several several versions of the script. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's going to be directed by, as of right now, by Stephen S. The Knight, who is the show was the showrunner for Daredevil season one on Netflix, mm-hmm. which points to a really good thing. The, the director really is the one that impacts the look and feel of the of the thing it's of not the, the movie or show. No, the producer basically pays the money for the movie to be able to be made and gives the director the ability to get the proper team in place and the actors cast in the roles and all that stuff. Mm. 
So Daredevil season one is one of my, one of my favorite shows of all time, and I would love to see this guy uh, bringing this movie to life. Actually, isn't Batman, wasn't um, Batman or Ben Affleck, didn't he act Daredevil in a movie once? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the night this, this the guy who's possibly going to direct God of War, he also said that he would love to have Dave Bautista as Kratos. What does Kratos look like? He's very muscular. He's bald. He has a beard. He has like red. His skin is like really white. Red. And then he has like red lines coming down his eyes or something like that. Like over and beneath his eyes. He could, he could, he could do well. I think Dave Bautista could do well. And he's been working a lot on his acting skills. Mm. He's been like getting better and better at his acting skills. We've seen him, of course, in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's done, he's done other movies on the side, especially some that are more like dramatic where he's played serious roles. So I'm really looking forward to that if he does end up being cast. He was also a wrestler, which yeah. I hope we can do an episode on WWE. Yes, that's coming up soon. And I mm-hmm. think we'll need some co-hosts for that. So yeah, keep your keep your eyes out for a WWE-related episode. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's in the works after this whole COVID-19 thing goes away. Um, another thing, so there's a new date for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and that is November 5th of 2021. Mm-hmm. So that's also been moved out, of course. Morbius, Morbius has been moved uh, from the fall of 2020 of this year mm-hmm. to March 19th of 2021. Mm-hmm. So that means that uh, we know what we're going to do for your birthday that year. What? Wait. It, Morbius <laughs> is moved to my birthday? <laughs> Morbius got moved to March 19th. Your birthday's on the 22nd, so... We're going to go catch some Morbius that weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, Community, the show, arrived on Netflix. Uh, Community, of course, is uh, a on show. On episode 51 we covered. Was it 51? Yeah. Uh, that was episode 51. Yes. Dang, good memory, man. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, I reviewed Community in episode 51 and spoke wonders about it. I love Community. I love that show. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. And it just so happens that um, the show moved on to Netflix. And now I'm wondering what's going to happen. Is this going to go the same way of The Office, where a lot of people didn't know about The Office or didn't or hadn't even tried The Office out? Mm-hmm. But when it got on Netflix, The Office became, like I think, the most popular show on Netflix. Whoa. Yeah, like no joke. So I wonder if Community is going to be another show like that, where people are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't see the show when it was out on TV. Um so yeah, go check out episode fifty-one uh, of, They're gonna be of the, uh, out the like, podcast. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Probably. I can't decide between the fat joke and the dumb joke. Boom, roasted. Oh wow, this guy's starting to quote Community. Yeah, I got Joshua. A little community? community, The Office. That's from The Office. Yeah, when Michael was doing everybody was like, oh yes, Cam, right. you didn't finish art school. Boom, roasted. Jim, you're six eleven. Boom, roasted. That's right. That from the Dundies episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good job, man. You're quoting the office. I'm doing a good job. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to wait to see what happens. There's also, of course, if you listen to episode 51 of the podcast about community, you will uh I ended basically on the point of the whole six seasons in a movie thing, mm-hmm. which is a big deal about community that they had been prophesying forever that they were gonna do six entire seasons, which they finally did through mm-hmm. some troubles, but they finally did. And there's supposed to be a movie. So I wonder now that they're on Netflix, could it be a Netflix movie? Or will NBC, which Wait, is six, the... Huh? Six seasons in a movie or and six a movie? Season, six seasons and the movie. Oh. And the movie, yeah. 
So they wanted to do like a full feature film after the six seasons were done, mm. which I can only imagine how cool a community uh, movie would be. I hope it has like maybe the same cast, if not. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. The same cast. Yeah, yeah man. Everybody, I think, will return for that. And of course, paintball. Has to have some serious paintball action, man. You know it. Abed, evil Abed goatee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, community on Netflix. We'll have to wait and see how that does on there. Uh, Ant-Man 3. Some Ant-Man 3 news. So Peyton Reed, which is the director of uh, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, is now confirmed again to be the director for the third Ant-Man movie. Um, the script writer is going to be Jeff, Jeff Loveness, which is a comic book writer, actually. He wrote uh, some Nova comics mm. for Marvel. Nova he, has his own standalone comic? Oh, yeah, man. Several. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote for the show Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and uh, he wrote an episode for Rick and Morty, this thing called, it was like a mix between Dungeons and Dragons and like Law and Order. Wait. Weird episode. But it was fun, though. It was a good episode. Uh, You need to write a script for like a talk show yes all the jokes that like the host says mm. at the beginning of the show and stuff that's all written mm. yeah that's <laughs> crazy huh? what if the, what if the person does a bad joke if the writer yeah you, you still gotta go with it mm. whatever is approved <laughs> whatever is approved before the show goes on on live mm-hmm. you gotta go with those jokes they have them written out in a little prompt and a little screen in front of them yeah, they give it life. They make it seem like it's coming from them, but it's really stuff that their staff, their writing staff wrote. So, yeah, those shows all have writers. Um, Paul Rudd was also, of course, uh, confirmed to be on board for playing Ant-Man again in the third movie. And Michael Douglas was confirmed to be on board. Um, yeah. Michael Douglas, the guy who played um, uh, not Scott Lang, but uh, the first Ant-Man. Jesus, I'm blanking out. Yeah. The, the first he, Ant-Man. The guy who, like, in Avengers Hank Endgame. Pym, there you go, yeah. Hank Pym, thank you, Hank Pym. It was cool that they, uh, in Avengers Endgame, you actually saw the original Ant-Man helmet. Yeah, I know, that yeah, the so old school cool. one. <laughs> yeah, how the heck would he wear that? so big and bulky, it's so weird. Anyway, uh, big question re- regarding Ant-Man 3 and, and the mm-hmm. future of the MCU. Could Ant-Man 3 serve as part of the introduction for Young Avengers? So Young Avengers has been, of course, a team that has appeared in the comics, and and it's been composed by different rosters. It's also been an animated movie. It has, yes. And uh, some of the main main team members have been Cassie Lang, which is Scott Lang's daughter. Oh, maybe she could be like, oh, wait, yeah. She's she's a character called Stature, as in height. And she uses pin particles to grow and to shrink, just Mm -hmm. like Ant-Man. So we already know that she's there, and after the events of Endgame, after the five-year jump in time... And she's like a teenager? She's a teenager, so she could technically she could join one of these teams now. Then you've got Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop is basically the female Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. In the comics, she is trained by Hawkeye to take over as Hawkeye. And Mm -hmm. we already know that there's a Hawkeye series coming to Disney+, and we already know that that Hawkeye series is going to basically follow that same comic book storyline. He actually called her Hawkeye. Well, he no, he, that was his daughter, though. Yeah. But the, in this case, it's going to be Kate Bishop, the one from the comics that takes over as Hawkeye. It's not his daughter. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. And we already got an, an actress uh, cast for this thing, which is Haley Steinfeld, 
So this is happening. Like Hawkeye is happening, and the female Hawkeye will be trained. And I'm guessing that she's going to become the Hawkeye for the MCU after that. After that point, so that's another member who could form part of the Young Avengers. She does in the comics. Speaking of Hawkeye, they never actually called him Hawkeye. I know. Yeah. Probably because they want to save the actual name Hawkeye for her. It maybe? could be. Yeah, that's right. That could very much be it. Like now that the MCU is established, now it could it won't sound corny. You know. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty cool. Scarlet Witch and Vision in the comics have two kids. They do? Yeah, Tommy Shepard. But he's a robot. I know. It's complicated. But she's also magical. Like, she's a witch. So technically, she can make magical stuff happen. Tommy Shepard, who is also known as Speed. He's a speedster. And Billy Kaplan, who is also known as Wiccan. And he's basically a magic dude. Like, he has magic like his mom. A speedster? A speedster and a guy who does magic. A speedster like his uncle, like uh, Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. Pietro. So, those two characters are presumably going to be introduced in, um, what is it? Uh, WandaVision. Mm. Remember in that quick little trailer that they showed of WandaVision? Where there were two baby cribs and they were, like, spitting out their pacifiers? Yep, exactly that. So, So, did I spit on you? No. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Stop so rubbing me. I, I always rub you, man, for good luck. Mm. You're like my rabbit's foot. So technically, you got Cassie Lang as Stature. You got Kate Bishop as Hawkeye. You got uh, Tommy Shepard as Speed. Billy Kaplan as Wiccan. We could totally see the introduction. No very... Captain America person? Um, hmm. Good question. Not yet. Not yet. But it could be introduced. Again, I think that a, a team like Young Avengers is probably going to go the same route as the event, the main Avengers team, where it was slowly introduced and then they combined mm. for one movie. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to that. So let's see they what never, happens. They never actually made a movie dedicated to like Hawkeye, or they never called them that. No, no, he never had a standalone movie. Mm-mm. My guess is that we're going to get to see him somehow in the Black Widow movie. I'm guessing we'll get to see him. Why? Why in that one? I think they'll probably show how they met, because we know from from like comments that they made in the Avengers movie. They met in something. It was like it Budapest. Was, yeah, Budapest. Well, they were together. They had a mission in Budapest. Apparently, they did something in Budapest. We don't know if that's where they met, but we know for sure that Hawkeye was supposed to go and capture Black Widow, mm. and instead, instead of killing her, he gave her an opportunity to come and join Shield. Mm. He was like, so, this is so much like Budapest. Yeah. And then he was like, we remember that way differently. I know. Yeah. And then in, in Endgame, when they're in the spaceship in outer space, just the two of them, mm-hmm. he's like, this is really, we're really far from Budapest now or something like that. And also in... Um, Captain I, Marvel? No, I oh. forgot. But in one in one movie, mm-hmm. um, the dude, I forgot who it was. Okay. And I forgot which movie. What did they say? But Hawkeye or... Yeah. Yeah, it was just Black Widow at the moment. Uh-huh. But um, the general dude, Yeah. he was like, I know about all your secret missions. Budapest, ah. that, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's see uh, Let's see what happens, man. I would really love for, for that to come true. Um, on the video games side of things, so Sony announced delays in, um, this was a couple of weeks ago now, uh, for two properties that people were really looking forward to. They announced the latest for Iron Man VR. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I, I actually haven't seen trailers or anything for it. We need to look this up. Iron Man VR? Yeah, you know, for the PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
so they announced that that was going to be delayed indefinitely. So we don't know when it's going to happen, when it's going to come out. And then The Last of Us 2, which is one that I was definitely looking forward to, got pushed from February to May 29th. And now it's just indefinitely delayed. So uh, we're going to have to wait longer for The Last of Us 2. That is unfortunate. Um, in other Sony news that doesn't have to do with delays, we got a, a peek at the new controllers for the PS5. That's dope! Right? <laughs> Pretty cool. So they call them the DualSense controllers. And, um, Instead of DualShock? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. They look so yeah. Dope. Yeah, yeah, I think they look pretty cool. With the cool. white though. Yeah, it's mm. it's uh it, it kind of has a, a somewhat similar shape to to the to the original uh PlayStation controllers when that have this, been carried through since PlayStation 1. When I saw this on like a YouTube video, I thought it was clickbait. Oh, you thought it was like like a Because it looks way made? too cool. I know, yeah, no, but it's legit, man, that this is this is what they announced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so apparently the the, the two tone design it has a mix of like white or the kind of like an off white color with black. Uh, the majority of the body of the controller is white, and uh, everything it, it just looks like more solid than the PlayStation Four controllers. Yeah, because the PlayStation Four it was like if you got an Xbox controller, like kind of stretched it out. Right, right. And then like gave it a touchpad. Yeah. Uh huh. And then. Uh, and then let you put a PS button instead of the X button. Right. And then put the options button on the side. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, he said the DualSense mar marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with PS5. The new controller along with the many innovative features in PS5, will be transformative for games, continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now and in the future. So very interesting. Like th this, you know, what they're, the way that they're touting, the way that they're building up the PlayStation 5 to truly, uh, you know, push the boundaries, like to change gaming in a way. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they do with it. But it kind of looks like... It looks like it has some of the same features. Yeah. Like it still has the triangle, circle, square, and. Yeah. X. Oh, for sure. I, I don't think that's ever going away from a PlayStation controller. And also, it still has. It still has somewhat the same... of a touchpad. Oh no! It definitely has a touchpad. It's actually, I think, more expanded now. Yeah. Um, because it's it's all kind of like connected as 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 more of one piece. It's a little bit more expanded, so you got more area for the touchpad, which makes which makes me wonder what are they going to do with that. It's a touchpad. Yeah, maybe it's going to play a bigger role in PlayStation Five exclusive games. Or maybe it's going to be like you can touch it to like I don't know, do something or send. Right. There's a longer uh share button. The share button is a little bit longer. Oh, it is? Yeah. Um, what else is happening with it? Let me see. It has a built-in microphone, which is really interesting. Does that mean that I if like you're that. on, like, Fortnite, then you can talk? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that because I think it would be really cool. I definitely hope that it helps you at least to, like, voice command type uh, writing instead of, like, having to type it one button by button. I know. Yeah, that would be really cool. So, yeah, no, it actually, the built-in microphone array, it will enable players to easily chat with friends without a headset. Mm, that's cool. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, I think it's pretty dope. So, yeah, um, I like it. 
I like it. Uh, a nice bit of news uh, along with all the delays that Sony had to announce recently. Some good news by... Um, <laughs> by John Krasinski? By uh, Mr. Case. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, let's talk about that for a minute. Oh! Yeah. So John Krasinski, uh, during YouTube this channel. whole... Yeah, he created a YouTube channel. He called it Some Good News. And basically during those, this whole COVID-19 thing... He went real low budget with it. Like the video is poor quality. It you is? know, yeah, it's like low quality. He isn't worried about much. The logo for some good news, the SGN, is actually drawn by his daughters. Mm-hmm, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know, kind of like a sloppy drawing by a little kid. It's still like a cool YouTube channel. Yeah, no, I dig it, man. And he's focused completely on good news. Mm-hmm. So, like in the first, in the second episode, there was this little girl who, because of COVID nineteen, never got to go and watch um, Hamilton, the play in Broadway in New York. Mm. And so, not only did John Krasinski tell her, "I'm going to fly you and your whole family out to watch it, completely paid for when this whole COVID nineteen is is done with," but he got the cast, including Lin Manuel Miranda, who plays John, uh, who plays Hamilton, who wrote this whole play. He got the entire cast to sing the opening song on over Skype or Zoom or whatever it was. And man, it was awesome. Like I, I, I shed some tears, I gotta admit. Also, yeah. Um, in one of the episodes, the latest one, yeah. Uh this person wrote some fan art. Yeah. And and it was like a comic It was a comic thing. style, yeah. And he was like, Unfortunately, this is the only thing I've got. This is this the- is the closest I'm gonna get to playing a comic superhero and then he like winked he winked at the camera that sly devil because of course you know we've spoken about it before here in the bugle uh episodes everyone wants him to be mr fantastic yeah, he is the fan casting favorite for playing mr fantastic in the mcu and now he's starting to get aggressive with it like he's starting to straight up uh reach out like send little messages to marvel Mm-hmm. And and this was definitely one of those by saying, you know, yeah, it's, it's the only one that I'm going to get to play. Oh, man, I can't wait to see if that's if that's confirmed at some point. I would love him to play it um, on the Mandalorian side of things. So uh, back when the uh, form now former CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, I have spoken when Bob Iger spoke and mm-hmm. announced uh, the release date for the second Mandalorian season, which was later on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, uh, he said the following, he said the priority in the next few years is television for Disney with the Mandalorian season two coming in October and then more coming from the Mandalorian thereafter, including the possibility of infusing it with more characters and the possibility of taking those characters in their own direction in terms of series. So breaking that down, what he basically said is that the focus for Disney is going to be heavily on Disney Plus, the shows created for Disney Plus, and in particular, with the success of The Mandalorian, they want to introduce characters in The Mandalorian show and then give them their own spinoffs. Which leads me to the next piece of rumor. This is a rumor, so take it with a grain of salt, okay? But the rumor is that Ahsoka Tano is going to end up having her own series live action series after being introduced in the mandalorian cool i think it's super cool man and i can't wait to see if that that comes true and uh to end things on a light note here we're gonna end with uh a post that mark hamill delivered so basically there was a collector edition of the of dvds or blu-rays or something of uh the entire star wars saga the skywalker saga Mm -hmm. that was recently released and it had a a signed letter from Mark Hamill 
the fans. Mm -hmm. But of course, Mark Hamill, because he knows that this message was meant to all the fans, not only the fans that could afford buying that expensive box set of, of, of movies, mm -hmm. he posted it on his Twitter. And it was essentially a farewell letter mm. from him having so that, played Luke Skywalker. So he's not, oh yeah, so he's not going to play it anymore? Right, correct. Because yeah. he's not in it anymore? Well, Luke Skywalker's dead now. Oh yeah, he's the fourth <laughs> ghost. Yeah, exactly. So this is what he said, look, and we're going to end on this note. So, Wait, so he's not even going to appear as a fourth ghost? Maybe, maybe. But he's not going to be one of the main characters anymore. Yeah. You know? So he said, what an extraordinary journey it's been. Back in 1976, when Carrie, Harrison, and I were testing for our roles in what was then called The Adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journals of the Wills Saga 1, The Star Wars. That was the title. <laughs> that, that whole thing? That whole thing was the title. Wait, say it again? The Adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills Saga 1, The Star Wars. Yep. That's worse than... Uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, or whatever that was called at first. The anyway. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the Really, Really Long Tower, like, keep on forgetting. Exactly. Let's keep on reading. There's no way we could have known what an incredibly rich and imaginative set of adventures this obscure little space movie would launch, inspiring eight more chapters to tell the entire Skywalker story. For some of you, that journey began with us over 40 years ago, inviting Star Wars into your lives from the seats of just a few dozen theaters in its first days of release. For others, you may have joined us somewhere along the way, from the howering saga of young Anakin's descent to the dark side in the prequel trilogy, or the introduction of an entirely new generation of heroes in the sequel trilogy. As Carrie once said, Star Wars is about family. And that is what we all have become, one giant community that shares the common experiences of these stories and the fundamental values they instill in us. Whether you're a relative newcomer to the Star Wars galaxy or a longtime ultra-passionate fan, I am deeply thankful for your continued enthusiasm and dedication to George's galaxy far, far away, which will continue to grow with some new storytellers building an even bigger galaxy filled with heroes, villains, action, romance, and of course, the Force. May the force be with you always, Mark Hamill. So those are the parting words of Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, thanking the, the entire Star Wars fandom for um, for all these decades of, uh, of support and of really continuing to like build this whole universe of the Star Wars world, which I think is, you know, one of my favorite worlds to visit, mm -hmm. that's for sure. So anyway, uh, that has been The Bugle Volume 6, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, we'll keep on posting episodes of The Bugle whenever we feel it's necessary, when there's enough news to discuss. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, in the meantime, uh, do continue to listen to all the other episodes because we'll be talking about all sorts of subjects. We're now starting to really like expand, right? We're doing now the Kawabunga series, all focused on the Ninja Turtles. Um, I'm about to drop an episode uh, where I'm reviewing Sabrina, the chilling adventures of Sabrina with a guest host. Don't tell them who it is yet. Okay. And uh, we're going to get into WWE and we're going to get into a bunch of stuff uh, that, uh, that Joshua and I are constantly getting into. So having said that guys, thank you so much for listening. Please continue to follow us. We're on Instagram and Twitter at G one Oh one podcast subscribe. So you don't miss a single episode. Give us a rating if you can on Apple iTunes. It would really, really help us to get in front of new listeners. And 
write us a review. Let us know what you love about the show. If you have any suggestions, any ideas for us, let us know. We'd love to hear it. So write us a review and uh, let us know what you think. So um, until the next one. Peace out, people. Bye. May the force be with you. Game over.